1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 132 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with the socials. The Wall 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram, at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, subscribe, rate, tell a friend, tell everyone. Thank you. <laughs> Dan Bayliss is here. Yeah, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whenever you're listening. And Jack Williams. Hello, everybody. And we start with the 4-0 defeat to Liverpool. Oh. Jack, you were sort of joking last week when you said we were going to get a on 4-0. You did say Jota would get hat-trick, so if we start on a positive, Jota didn't score. And I think everybody would have put money on him doing that, but it didn't happen, so that is some good news. Otherwise, That's- Harry... Going to Liverpool is very tricky. Just ask the last 64 teams that have been there and not won. Uh, 65 now for Liverpool. It does not help when your captain, who's clearly given his family the biggest gift that he could this Christmas, uh, has an absolute howler on the edge of the box. Yeah. Um, before that, though, I was really disappointed in the starting lineup. I wanted Fabio Silva to play, as we discussed a lot last week. And Jack called it right. He went with Neto, Pedence and Adama as the three. But up until Cody gave them the first goal, 
we, we were doing okay, I thought. I thought, you know, we had a few chances, Pedence's chip, Traore crossing the ball in. They were obviously on us a lot with their own counter-attacks, but it was just so depressing because as soon as that happened, you just knew that was it. And then you know, the heads went down and very disappointed from Cody, who's been really good this season. So I'm not going to be too harsh on him. And Jack, I mean, it was almost inevitable, wasn't it? When you do look at those stats, having they've won 31 of the last 32 home league games and the other one was a draw. 93 goals in the process, conceding 25. I mean, the, the odds were pretty much stacked against us from the beginning, weren't they? Yeah, but, you know, under Nuno, we've seen to overturn odds being against us on quite a few occasions, but it seems just never against Liverpool. Um, but you, Liverpool, we've got nothing against since we came back up and all the other big clubs we have. And I agree with Harry. It was I thought the first half performance was all right, to be honest. It wasn't too bad at all. Obviously, it's annoying what Cody did. It was just a silly error, which he was kicking himself about. At the end of the first half, you're thinking, hang on, we're going to go in 1-1 at half-time here because he's just given us a penalty, which was rightly overturned, let's be honest. And then in the second half, though, some of the defending was shocking, wasn't it, really? It wasn't wasn't good enough, wasn't up to scratch. And it's, yeah, like one of these games where, you know, oh, we could have got a point there if we hadn't let in four goals. So Let's go over live <laughs> to our wing-back correspondent, Sam Bayless, uh, in this capacity of right-back. Right How's it looking out there, Dan? I don't know, Jeff. I'm actually not as distraught as most of social media. Yeah. If you're going to go and lose 4-0, it's probably going to be Liverpool away, isn't it? Um, started brightly, great chances. A couple of things that did annoy me. We put 23 balls into the box. No fucker there to go anywhere near them. It's going to cause you a problem, isn't it? You can put the ball in the box all day, but if there's no one about to put it in the net, you're in trouble. Um, and that was the story. Their heads dropped second half, didn't they? And, um yeah. It, it really it degenerated it was uh, super hand stag do <laughs> I was sat there just getting ready for half time obviously texting with my dad and stuff um, because he's a Liverpool fan and I think towards the end of the game he actually just felt sorry for me so he stopped messaging back uh, <laughs> but Harry <laughs> well, we, when we look at that game and I, I echo what you say about Silver and I think he needs minutes but what does Nuno do now because really interesting to see what he does do because I know that we talked last week about giving Silver a chance he hasn't been given that chance because he doesn't trust him clearly but what does he do now because he can't start the same team again can he I agree um, and I don't know it's, it's weird with Nuno because we've said it over the years doing this podcast it, it takes him a while to trust players it really does look at Den Donker it took him a good six months to get into the team and with Fabio Silva although he did okay against Arsenal I thought the fact he brought him off on the 70-odd minute was to give him a little bit of a rest ready to start this game. So, very frustrating. And I think the thing he has to do now is throw Fabio Silva in, but I don't think he will. I think um, we might see us revert back to a five because, let's be honest, we was at sixes and sevens at the back. And I know Bayliss has moaned about Samido, but at least he put one in the back of the net for once. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, hang yeah. on. We, we actually haven't got to Samido yet. Without That will come. That's coming. One thing I will say, Fabio Silva came on in a very difficult situation. Yeah, we did come on, but I, I tried to keep an eye out. I might have missed one, but I don't think he touched the ball. <laughs> oh, brilliant. okay, not a good shout. I he know, might I just, have, I he might have a couple of times, about. but I tried to pick up, pick up on it. I don't think he did. Another player who come on, Vitinha. <laughs> Vitinha, come on. I'd like, I'd like to see him have a go as well. I know he didn't have much to do. The game was over, but he, look, he looks really tidy on the ball. And I think if he could play in the hole, if we continue playing like the four-two-three-one or the four-three-three. 
I would really like to see him have a go because Neves is just non-existent. He, he played one good pass out to Traore, but apart from that, the bloke's just a passenger at the moment. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. Harry, this is the, one of the best teams in the world we got done by. And, and you know... <clears throat> It was the last 20 minutes, really, that killed us off. We were in it. For they were clinical, weren't they? Just, they were clinical. Yeah, everything we're not in terms of finishing, aren't they? It's just, it's just ridiculous the clinical levels in terms of finishing. finishing. And mm. Because you, I've said it before, we need twice as many chances as a lot of the other teams in order to score one goal. And a lot of the time, yeah, we can create more chances than everybody else. But against Liverpool, when they can finish like that, they're that clinical. It's just, we, we're never going to... When was the last time we scored four goals in a game? <laughs> Leeds in the championship say, we won 4-1 yeah, yeah exactly so we just don't do it do we we try and grind out 1-1 one, one draws or 2-1 wins or whatever it might be and it's just uh, it's just not going to happen when we're against a team that can finish like that overall I wasn't pan-wetting I wasn't too disappointed there were, were there were actually some positives to take like I say the first half it wasn't too bad uh, you know even going in 1-0 at mm. half time you're thinking you know we're still in this just got to stay in this game to the last 20 minutes then win it I suppose the problem is then you're looking at the bench and everyone you've got who is, is on the field really um, in terms of players to bring on I think we miss Jimenez you can tell we definitely miss oh, Jimenez oh god yeah. um, like you said about those crosses Dan and the amount of times you put the ball in the box when you're crossing them to Podence you haven't got much chance have <laughs> you and at least Jimenez can win ahead. one along the floor ago over his head <laughs> we, need, we need Neto to grab Podence and throw him up in the air when they cross the ball in. <laughs> that's been busy all week working in actually, the actually yeah factory, let's get the rugby team in <laughs> Worcester Warriors in they can just do a practice line out or something for a cross we did score four in the Europa League sorry I forgot about that against like Espanyol and that. that's true yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in a league game, though. Should we go on to the defending and just discuss yeah. <laughs> what happened with four at the back and how Liverpool opened us up? Because it did look a little bit easy at times. Yes, we're all happily admitting this is one of the best teams in the world. They are fantastic at what they do. But still, Wolves are really well regarded for a tight defence and now twice this season we've been opened up like Christmas morning, haven't we? So, And that's I mean, ruined as well. <laughs> well, we can go and... <laughs> The thing is, I could sit here and go, tomato, 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 but it wasn't just him. It was, it was a collective <laughs> issue. And What's changed this I, week? And as far as, as, no, far no, as I'm concerned... Who, it, what, it, where's Bayless and what you're doing with him? No, as far as I'm concerned, this is just a great big fucking I told you so. <laughs> I've just been right a month in advance. <laughs> you can't say I told you so. Yeah. I've been right for a month and it's taken us until now to realise it. Bayliss, you said last week, right, and I quote, I don't mind if Wolves have a bit of a go and lose by four. I don't want us to sit back and lose a ball 2-0. So, are you, are you happy? I know, he's, I know he's weak. I know that he is a weak link in the team and other teams will start to identify that and exploit it. But he's better at defending than he is attacking, so that's where he's got to play. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, personally I didn't think, think he was, was actually that league. horrendous. Unfortunately, he's no, more Anne no. Robinson than Andy Robinson. It was, it was I that think goal, he was that bad. the Wijnaldum goal, when they all was backing off. It was a great finish, don't oh. get me wrong, but <laughs> this space in front of him, my God. Um, standoff, standoff, standoff goal. The thing is, though, he's got pelters, Harry. I think he's been worse in other games than he was against Liverpool. I think, yeah, yeah he had a couple of dodgy moments, but I don't think he was overall that terrible. Well, he scored no goal, didn't he? That's not very good. But yeah, it's like... Everyone wanted a back four as a change because we were so boring and negative of a five. But I think when you go, although I'm a hypocrite now because I did want us to go and play a four at the back against Anfield. But in hindsight, maybe play a five against the big boys and play the four yeah. against teams we should beat. I don't you know, mean like change home, to like adapt that. to the team you're playing? Yes, My that's God. what we want to Harry, do. Harry, yeah. Harry, Harry. <laughs> It could have been two 0 at half time. Wolves not get a single ball in the box, and we'd all been going nuts, and it'd have been a three 0 loss. Yeah. True. I know I'm not happy with this. Bayliss is the voice of reason. <laughs> shave, shave the moustache off. It's clearly mellowing you. I like the moustache. The moustache is staying until 
I'm threatened with being kicked out of the house. Would like you were um, happy Jota didn't start, lads? Because he'd have definitely scored if he'd have started. <laughs> I think. Yeah, he probably would have. Yeah. We, we talk about how good Liverpool are and one of the best teams in the world, Jack, and, and they have been that for the last couple of seasons, especially when we played them in the Premier League. But we've never gone to Anfield or played them at Molyneux and, and rolled over, conceded like that in the past. And arguably, the team that started against... Wolves this time round is the weakest yeah. of the Liverpool teams that have played since we got promoted that is worrying and then I suppose you start to look at the players who did play in those games where um, we did well against Liverpool or gave them more of battle and you're looking at players like Johnny and Jimenez yeah. who are both long term injured so that doesn't help that's not an excuse but the worry for me is we've been done over away from home 4-0 twice already this season and that that didn't happen. That hasn't happened really since we've come back up, has it? We had the freak result at home to Chelsea last season, but usually that doesn't happen. I know we've changed the formation, but um, that's that's the worry. Is that it seems you know we go on our little runs and we're competing, we're picking up points, but every now and then someone just blows us away, and we're like, oh, where'd that come from? Like like with West Ham, not so much with Liverpool because obviously they're brilliant, they can do that to teams, but you still like it to, us to be more competitive, at least score it's a the goal. Fact, but Jack, it's the fact the game gets away from us. In games in the past where we've yeah. been losing, we always mm. seem to fight, get one, and then it turns into a close match. Also, we've... think back to when we played them at Anfield last year. It was like a 48-hour turnaround. We changed the team a lot, so a lot of the stars weren't even playing. And look how we battled then and only lost 1-0, and arguably we could have drew. So it is weird, like you say, the West Ham lost, losing 4-0 again here. I don't know, it's just something... It's been a good start to the season, as we've mentioned. We're still like, I think we joined seventh, weren't we, after the game, even though we got heavily beat. But there is something there where it's worrying when we do just get dicked sometimes. Yeah. Because with Wolves, even when we haven't been playing well, we do tend to keep scores low most of the time, don't we? Bailey, it's on your point you just made there. Do you think it, it's it's the bench that's the problem or the starting eleven? We just aren't the team that we're used to. It isn't the same unit of players playing the same system. They're not aware of it. We haven't got as much goal scoring threat now and probably won't do unless we spend a lot of money in January so we've just got a final alternative way of scoring goals we just need something to go our way Neves to get on form and score one from 30 yards against the Villa just something to just change the dynamic give us a bit of confidence because we felt low we looked really low for the last 25 minutes of that Liverpool game it wasn't a Wolves team I've seen I mean Nuno must have absolutely (coughs) done them like murdered them in that dressing room afterwards so you've got to expect a lot out of the Villa game I think we are we are no longer Wolves who've just come up for the championship we're Wolves who are established Premier League but in a transition phase so we mm. do probably need to have a little bit of patience because the personnel have changed for the first time really since Nuno's come in we've got two you know long term injuries that are really not helping because you know if Johnny and Jimenez are fit they're in this in the starting lineup aren't they really you think pretty much um, so that's not helping the midfield looks a little bit tired a little bit tired a little bit short on legs a little bit short of ideas so yeah we've got to have a little bit of patience I think and I think I don't mind letting it go too much and it's testament to really how well Cody's done this year the fact that I wasn't that angry with him even after he gave away the yeah, stupid goal it's true. <laughs> I'm not too worried about the penalty call because he, he didn't appeal for that. He just he went down. He didn't. The ref gave it. It wasn't his fault. It was the ref's fault, I think. I know he got probably got pelters on Twitter. The, but, the cop gave him a hard time, didn't they? Yeah. Got on the goal, they but, weren't happy. And Henderson. Yeah. Well, you know, fuck them. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so I wasn't. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. But at the moment, but uh, I think I said in the group that I'm not too worried about losing losing four uh, nil on 
against Liverpool. But if we lose four 0 at the week this weekend coming, I'll be oh, very man. annoyed. Oh, Jesus. Apparently on the Twitter sphere, so it might be absolute nonsense. Apparently Cody's only ever made three mistakes that have led to direct goals, and two have been against Liverpool. <laughs> Agent Cody. It's <laughs> unreal. That. I saw that. Yeah. Takes some doing that does. Uh, we had fans. Uh, at Anfield didn't we so um, I just wanted to know what your thoughts were on that because when it happened I was like brilliant that's really good fans are getting back into stadiums once I started hearing the crowd I was like this is actually quite unfair mm, I don't know how anyone else feels about it I'll start with you Harry you know yeah, they're booing um, the ref they're cheering when it goes their way when it maybe shouldn't I know the referee for me was given a lot to Liverpool and, and not Wolves but let's face it we're used to that I mm. don't think it's right. I agree. Um, when I, f- I watched the first game, which I think was West Ham, the one I saw with the fans in, they didn't do too much, but the Chelsea one, obviously Liverpool, the cup and that, it's definitely an advantage, 100%. Um, and I think they should have waited until every single ground in the country could have a few thousand in, because it's just not fair, is it? Has a, has a home side in Tier 2 lost a game? Can't Good question. Have one that has. Yeah, West Ham. West Ham did. West they Ham. lost to Man United. Oh, yeah. well, obviously yeah. Mm. Um, another point. Did you notice the first thing I spotted on TV when they showed the fans was a Liverpool fan not wearing a mask singing "You'll Never Walk Alone." Yeah. <laughs> Did you see there was at least there was at least two people standing up with crutches in their hands, like just like, <laughs> on their arms. It doesn't like, help the, the miracle stereotype. of Merseyside, isn't it? It's like when I think it was when Lovren scored against Bruges Dortmund <laughs> in the last minute. <laughs> the in the whole wheelchair, wheelchair section. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just, a miracle. It's a miracle. <laughs> but I, I also uh, thought that that there was these rules that you're not allowed to sing, or is that just? Is that just true? I know, yeah. In if you're in the top four, it's all right. If you if you're Liverpool, then it's it's yeah. you know a big moment. We'll do it. We get fined. And also, why you've got that massive amount of space? You need to social distance. Why are they allowed to put them all in one stand? They did use the main stand as well. The upper tier. Did they? Like I didn't out, see that. By the dugouts yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. But still, Chelsea was the same. Everywhere has its own exits. Because I think the, the main problem with having the fans in the stadiums was everything that was going to happen in the build-up to getting to the stadium. So the stadium was always going to be COVID safe, but it's having packed transport links, people mingling outside the grounds, queuing up for stuff. That was where some of the problems were. But when you've got something the size of Anfield and ways out as, as many as there are, I don't know why you wouldn't spread it around, around the whole stadium. And it would could. sound better as well. Yeah, well, I don't know if you just got 500 people in one of those stands, it might yeah, be difficult. Um, but it also just, on the point of fairness, I don't, I don't think it is very fair at all. And it leaves a sour taste in the mouth, mouth that, oh, who are the people who can do it? Oh, it's London and Liverpool. London and Liverpool can have fans. <laughs> Everyone else, screw you. Yeah. Which is kind of, it's I know, makes it's no sense. Uh, that does go against the um, Man United paradox, though. Yeah, it yeah. does, yeah. But, I mean, again, Liverpool and Manchester are pretty close together. So it's a bit weird how one's in one and one's in the other because they're not a million miles. Because Liverpool were in a bigger lockdown before, weren't they? So they come out the end of their big but lockdown. But I think I say this as someone who you know lives in London, but there could be eighty percent of the people here could be infected. They'd still be in tier two. There's no way they're well, changing. Yeah, twenty five percent of the economy. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, and and well, places like Bristol started off in tier one, went into lockdown, and ended up in tier three. How do you you end up worse worse off after a lockdown? That makes absolutely no sense. (laughs) That'll that'll teach you. Right, uh, we'll we'll end it on a positive as always. We'll we'll do a man of the match from the war side of things if you can find one, Harry. Um, It can be a pity one if you like. Uh, God. From the the war side of things, Jesus. Nah, I ain't giving you one. No no one deserves it. (laughs) Uh, Bayliss? 
Traore caused them a bit of trouble, but eventually they dealt with him. Otherwise, it was... Ask me on the first half alone, you'd be able to pick one, but on the back of what happened at the end of the day, none of them really deserve it. Jack? Uh, the geezer with the crutches is blatantly <laughs> rins- rinsing the state. <laughs> Which one? Oh, right, OK. Uh, let's turn our attentions to the West Midlands derby. I think we're all not looking forward to that one, but we're going to talk about it anyway, and let's get your away perspective. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? Joined in by Chris from the Villa Together podcast. Chris, how are you doing? Yeah, very good. Thanks about yourself. Not too bad. Looking really good in the background there. You've got the old TV on with uh, with some Villa stuff in the background with some snow. Um, so it could be a, a white Christmas. Uh, Harry's also here for the away perspective and invading uh, it again. His questions again. Yeah, how do you see it, Chris? Because as you said, we didn't play each other for years. But I'd say in recent years, especially under Nuno for Wolves, that championship season when we got promoted and obviously we played just twice last year, it feels like it's got a bit more spicy, hasn't it? I think... I did, as a Wolves fan, I didn't really look at Villa as, as someone I don't like, to be honest. But now it's starting to get a bit more heat between the fan bases, isn't it? I think part of that possibly comes with, with what happened in a championship. Mm. Um, you know, I think obviously we kind of, we dropped down and I think a lot of our, our fans, you know, I'll put my hands up. I expected it as well to be a lot easier than it was. Um, but I think I think we all agree he's, he's a very, very tough league to get out of because you, you've got a lot of teams... Who've, ha- who've got Premier League experience. So, you know, you come up against difficult opposition. Um, but I think because of the kind of, I don't know, rivalry possibly that we kind of developed whilst in the championship, that still seems to be there. because um, the think- other two are fucking useless, isn't it? That's the reason. <laughs> well, well, these are awful. <laughs> They've got no chance. And, and Albion, I don't know why they bother. They're just here to make up the numbers. Well, yeah, p- pretty much. I mean, those are our traditional rivalries, aren't they? And we... Yeah. You know, we had those we had those few years down in the championship, and and obviously, you know, we, we beat Birmingham uh, more times than not. And when we didn't, we drew against them. Obviously, West Brom have been poor for for a few years now. In all fairness, obviously, they've kind of continued that in the Premier League. So, yeah, totally agree. With you. I think that, that probably what it is what it is because you, <laughs> yeah, you you've got you. So. How do you see the battle in the middle of the pitch? Obviously, Jack Grealish, flavour of the month. Um, obviously, starting for England on occasion now. Um, He's clearly, what I think, one of the best players in that position in the league. I'm sure you agree as a, a Villa fan. As a Wolves fan, we, we obviously don't like talking about him, but sometimes you do <laughs> have to. He is a class player, isn't he, Harry? And, you know, he could be the difference. But, Chris, for you, do you think that that battle between maybe him and, and what will possibly be Neves be quite a juicy one? The thing with Jack these days is that he's, he's, he plays he plays off the left wing. And I know, I know he floats, but that's where he tends to pick up the ball a lot, drifts out to the left, um, comes off the touchline probably 10, 15 yards inside and likes to pick up that space there. And I think what's good for him is that it makes it hard for the opposition players to, to know who should be picking him up. Um, you know, you think first and foremost, should it be the fullback? But then when he drifts inside, you know, the, mid, the centre midfielders or sometimes the centre half comes into it. So it makes it hard for him to pick it up. So, I think he'd probably directly be be more up against maybe Semedo um, and, mm. I don't know, Willy Bolly possibly, right-sided centre-half. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so but, but I think the thing with Jack is he's quite clever in his play in terms of that he would um, push himself more on, you know, he's not going to try his look against Willy Bolly because in all fairness, 
you know, Willie Bolly's, you know, he's a, he's a top defender. Um, so he probably would push more on Semedo, try and exploit that, the space behind him. Um, and then, you know, the kind of battle in the middle of the park would be, would be more so, you know, kind of likes of, you know, Nevers and John McGinn possibly. Um, but I mean, with Jack Grealish, she literally floats all over the place. You look at his heat map after every game and he's, he's kind of touched the ball almost every blade of grass all over the pitch. Harry, so I, yeah, I just want to ask you, mate, about Ollie Watkins. Look, when he come in, I remember when you signed him, I, I remember looking at him thinking, oh, I, I don't think he's going to do any good, but he's got off to an absolute flyer. Do, do you rate him highly? And uh, I bet the Villa fans love him, don't know the way he started. Yeah, the, the thing is, I think last season, um, I watched Brentford in in um, last couple of games and in particular the playoff final. And I was surprised by Ollie Watkins, to be fair. I kind of thought he was a bit of more of a... Um, a pace merchant or a poacher, mm. um, but his, his hold-up play is very good. And I noticed that against Fulham, and that's been quite good for us. I think um, we we had obviously a number of different strikers in the championship, Tammy Abraham being the pick of the bunch. So I think when we got promoted, we were looking for someone similar to Tammy Abraham in terms of that's big and can hold up the ball and also has got a bit of pace to get in behind. We bought Wesley last season who showed glimpses but wasn't particularly great. And then Ollie Watkins came in and in all fairness, he kind of ticks more of those boxes than Wesley. He's got a bit of pace, um, holds up the ball really well. And he's been good for us. He kind of, exactly what we need. I think he's the games he's been quiet in are the games when Villa have been quiet, generally where, we, where we've lost. Because, um, you know, we haven't got the ball to him enough. Uh, he does well drifting out the left. And obviously, you know, he's taken his goals well in all fairness. I think he's, I think he's got around... Um, a 50% um, conversion rate this season, something around there, which is fairly decent. I mean, I don't think he's had a particularly a lot of chances or a lot of shots on goal, but obviously, you know, a hat-trick against Liverpool, got a couple of against Arsenal, um, you know, a couple of here, here and there. Everyone so, got so a hat-trick well against it. Liverpool, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in that game, it was free-for-all. But, you know, he, he scored some good goals and I think you look at the goals that he scored and he scored as well. He's, he's got a couple of good headers, left foot, right foot, coming in off the left, a couple of kind of poachers finishes. Um, and it's nice to see having a striker that you can kind of rely on, I suppose, you know, yeah. it's similar for you you guys in terms of you've gone through a lot of strikers over the years and you kind of, I suppose you, you fell on the, the right one, which was which was Raul Jimenez. And you kind of, Obviously miss. he's not going to be playing a part, mm. but if we're just going for a score prediction, Chris? Um, I'm going to go for... 2-1 to Villa. Okay, well, wish I hadn't had you on. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> the best of bad luck, Brilliant. of course, for the weekend. Uh, we'll catch up with you. Uh, late, latter end of the season, Chris, if that's all right. Yep, definitely. Yep, nice one. Cheers, Chris. Nice one. Cheers, guys. Right. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? So how's everyone feeling about this one? I just want to open it up first. Um, Jack, you started talking there, so we'll, we'll start with you. How are you feeling about the Villa game? Early kickoff, so we hate them anyway. I'm probably feeling more nervous than I did about the, the, the Villa games last season, to be honest, because I think they've undoubtedly improved, haven't they? Um, we've come on a, a leaps and bounds for a team that only stayed up thanks to Hawkeye not having any eyes. So, a little bit worried. <laughs> they've been firing on all cylinders, cylinders really. Uh, did someone say Barkley's not going to play? No, which no, is, yeah, he's out, of, out injured, which yeah. Is, which, you know, is probably a blessing in disguise, but, you know, Grealish is arguably one of the form players in European football isn't he everything he touches I mean and again I think I've said this before obviously we don't like Grealish because he, he plays for Villa but you can't argue that he's 
he's a great player and I'm not being funny he'd walk into our team right now he, oh I'll, god I'll yeah, he'd walk oh, yeah. straight back out again <laughs> looking at the game <laughs> yeah. at the weekend it's so simple with Grish isn't it he's absolutely fantastic but he's a shit house <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah, that's exactly Graham the kind of player you want isn't it actually who, who is who's our shit house you say uh, it used one. to be Jota, didn't it? It used to be Jota, but I'd say it would, would have been him. But I don't know if we, if we got one anymore. We got a shit out. Got a I don't think know. Got Not really. No, they're all quite honest, aren't we, they? We honest? are the gentleman's game Sace. played by gentlemen. Yeah. Sace, Sace is a shit out. Yeah, so hasn't, point. hasn't got Marcel. Marcel's got a bit of a nasty streak. Yeah, I just yeah. That maybe, Neves maybe gets stuck in when he gets a chance. You got those yellow cards in the championship season. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, he, the man on the away perspective, Chris, there saying Grealish is going to target Samido. That's a bit bad, isn't it? He's our best defender. Why would they do that? Correct tactical <laughs> oh, decision, isn't he's it? Taken, <laughs> taken the I mean, it's bit. not going to make any difference because Gre- Gre- Grealish is going to be in the Royal Infirmary by the end of the game, isn't he? <laughs> Willie Bolly and Dendonka are going to. This is the game where you want Neil Warnock managing. Where he's just like, right, go up there, kick seven bells out of them. Go get in the bus, son. Just on, that's, on, what that's what you've got to do unfortunately in these situations yeah. I know it's really bad because we've got play, two players with long term injuries but the only way to stop Grealish at the moment is to kick him I do love Dendonka by the way he just brought him up and he's I think he's been our best midfielder so far this season but the lad just can't finish can he he can't finish what's, what's, dinner, he just can't finish at all uh, if he eventually starts scoring a few and it's topical because obviously I think the only goal that I can remember him properly scoring or a decent goal was against Villa, Villa last, last season year, yeah. Mm. Yeah. so yeah. hopefully he can do that again and find his shooting boots but uh, yeah um, Harry you think switching to the back five who's going to be in the back five see I think that might happen because I'll dodge you at the back but I do want to see the 4-2-3-1 with Fabio leading because we're at home against Villa but if we do go to the back five I'd see Sace was on the bench wasn't he against Liverpool so maybe he'll slot back in as the left centre back obviously Marcel Samido as wing backs Bolly and Cody and then midfield maybe drop Neves put Dendonka and Moutinho midfield and then what do you do, do you up not, front then? Do you not do you start do? Kilman then in the back? I was going to say maybe, was, maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but he's obviously trying to stick to this formation change. There's no point in going into transition if you're not going to transition. Then <laughs> what does he do, Dan? Do you think he should stick to it because Villa are one of those so-called lesser sides in the league? Well, they're not on form and position. Well, they've only won one of their last five. I mean, they're not. And, the, and there's there's some absolute dross down the bottom this year. Let's let's not forget yeah, that. Yeah, this for is a start. one of the worst Premier Leagues <laughs> for a while. No, everyone says that every season. I don't think so, but I think the bottom four teams. <laughs> I think it's mm. three from four already, to be honest, from them lot down there. But we'll I see. Don't know. It's one of them. Villa. Villa are better than they were, but I still don't think they're any great shakes. But they've got attacking options. They create chances. Yeah. And we aren't, we're creating chance at the moment. We've got none to stick them in the net. So. But they've conceded a lot of goals, haven't they? They, they lost 4 3 to Southampton. Uh, they, 2 1, they lost their last two as well against Brighton and West Ham. So they can be got at. It's just that we, it's one of them, isn't it? That's what worries we, me, they, Harry. they can hurt us, you know. They've got attacking options. They need to score one, and that's the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It'd be interesting to see what Nuno does because we've gone from, I think we've said this before, we've gone from knowing exactly what he's going to do to having not a clue at the moment, <laughs> which is strange, really. We, we could also yeah. do something radical whereby, because the defence didn't work very well, we could start five and then change, depending on how the game goes, <laughs> to four, which I know is just blows yeah. Wolves f- fans' minds at the moment to be able to change formation during a game, but... <laughs> What? <laughs> when we're 2-0 down switch back to a 4 to try and chase it you mean yeah we always knew that December was going to look a little bit shaky I've got the fixtures in front of me starting with um, Villa at home Chelsea 
at home on the Tuesday, Burnley away Monday 21st of December, Tottenham at home on the 27th and Manchester United away on the 29th. That's 15 points up for grabs. How many points do you think Wolves will take from those five games starting with Harry? Oh, mate, on paper, looking at it, Looks bad, be, it? it looks. I'd be really o- yeah, I'd be over the moon with seven. Like beat Villa, beat Burnley, maybe get a draw against Manu. Can't see us getting anything out of the other two. Like Spurs and Chelsea are looking pretty good. So yeah, it's got. If we that's what I mean. So if we do lose to Villa, it's gonna be. Well, we know what the Wolves fans are like on social media anyway. It's gonna be an absolute a- atomic bomb meltdown if we do not. Even if we draw, I think there'll be a lot of backlash. So that fixture just scares me, Sam. That fixture. Dan, <laughs> an optimistic five points. Wow, optimistic! Five. Is that winning two draws? And yeah, winning two draws. I th- well, uh, I think I think par of the course has got to be six, isn't it? And mm. knowing us, we'll probably pick up those six against Chelsea and uh, yeah. <laughs> Chelsea and Man United, <laughs> and then lose lose to Burnley and Villa. Man United won't have a manager when we play them. You reckon? Mm. Man United won't have a manager when Wolves play them. They're out the Champions League now, aren't they? That was funny though. Did you see that thing that was shared everywhere from the U- the United stand, which was like after they won three from three in that group, and it was yeah. like they called it the group of death. Winky face, <laughs> aged well. Yeah, aged well. Yeah. Well, you say that Man United are sixth in the league. Um, yeah, they've, they've had a good run in the league lately, haven't they? To be fair to them, coming back from behind. But well, when, when you know. can win games after the final whistle like they did against Brighton, then um, you know, <laughs> it helps, yeah. doesn't it? Uh, let's do a score prediction starting with you Harry oh man uh, we're going to return I always just say the score line because I always bet on it but we're, we're going to return the favour and do what we did to what they did to us in the championship and win 4-1 <laughs> Jack I don't think we're going to win I think they're going to take something from us this time and I'm going to go with nil nil I've got I'm proper bipolar on football at the moment <laughs> Life. One half of my head, life, football especially. One half of my head is saying, "Far, oh, we're in trouble. Villa are better at the moment. We're going to lose two nil." But the other half of me is saying, "Right, they've had one hell of a bollocking. It's all going to pick up, and we'll beat them two nil." So two nil either way. Perfect. Okay, I'll obviously go two one as always. Uh, let's get your latest betting odds and ticket news. Hi, I'm Cali Chris Kamara. You're listening to the Seventy Seven Club, and it's unbelievable, Jeff. Hello, betting fans. <laughs> I don't know why I'm actually laughing. I, every time, I don't know why. <laughs> no idea. It's not really that funny. It's that beard. It's the moustache. <laughs> um, got a few scorecasts for you. Neto to score first and Wolves to win either 1-0 or 2-1 16-1 I think that's a decent shout if you're more optimistic than a few of us and you think Wolves might grab Mm. something I think that's a decent shout you get double scorecast basically Um, the two shit ones that I've had to put in Jack Greedis to score first Villa to win 2-1 is 100-1 to that's a serious price for um, the other one the depressed side of me thinks Villa 2-0 Ollie Watkins score first (laughs) 50-1 Yeah, and then Wolves are, Wolves are quite short so the last one I've got Daniel potential to score first Wolves win 2-1 28-1 wow. um, I also need to mention because uh, we didn't mention it last week we got it right we picked a bet correctly for the no Arsenal way. game Neto, Neto 2-1 oh, oh did seriously. we? did you put a bet yeah. on? I bet none of us backed it no none, none, of, us, none of us backed <laughs> it did we? we predicted it but none of us backed it Where God, so. let, me find, let me find it let me f- let me find it and I'll tell you what the price was. 
<laughs> uh, I'm just waiting for the day that Samedo comes in and Dan's going to have 500 quid off his pound bet and going to have to give it to charity. I can probably give it to charity. Yeah, uh, it was 66 to 1. Jesus. Oh, none of us had oh. it. Do you know what? I had it. Did you? Did you? I did, yeah. Are you shit out? Buy a round. Because I thought... Buy a round that probably can't go to. <laughs> I thought I'd put Jimenez, so I was going... Oh, just my luck that Jimenez gets a massive head injury and goes off. But then I looked at it and I thought, oh, no, I put Neto. Neto to score for oh, first brilliant. on Wolves to win. How much do we want a charity Samedo bet? Sorry. you got to do the charity Samedo bet. What do we want? What scoreline then? I've got Nelson Samedo score first. Oh, 1-0. One 1-0 one Samedo. 1-0 Wolves Samedo. That's the bet, isn't it? That'd be, that'd be so and funny. What, that and and on, on the betting news, uh, Bayless, I think we made the point, didn't we? Because Samedo's now scored an own goal. Does that take him into minus one for the season with your bet against Jack? He thinks he will get. <laughs> is it three or more? Yeah, of course it does. Jack, Jack and me have had a 50 quid bet that Samedo will get three goals or more this season. He's now scored one on the wrong end, which means he requires four so, goals so or more. Can I just, can I just, can I just come back on that? Goals, was it net goals, was it? Can I just come back on that? They've so, got to go in the net. On the last, last day of the season... Harry Kane and Jamie Vardy have both got 20 goals. Neither of them score, but Jamie Vardy scores a known goal. So Harry Kane wins the golden boot. <laughs> yes. The right question is, does he <laughs> stop him? <laughs> I don't think that's true. Yeah, he didn't say net Yeah, he didn't say net goals. I, so I have got nothing to worry about. He isn't going to get two, let alone three or four. So. Dan, Dan, trust me, mate. He's going to have... I know I just said the game's a finish nil-nil, but he'll have... He'll have three by bloody... Jack, he could be on minus two January. this time next week. He'll be, he'll be even more of an it doesn't matter, he now needs four, so... He, waited after we've, he can play up front as well, you know. He started his career as a striker. Gradually <laughs> made Jesus. He's backing off that much. Uh, I take it there's no ticket news, Jack, unfortunately. Uh, never mind. Uh, I, I renewed my rail card. Have you? A few thousand? Yeah. Oh, have you managed to week. do it before? So have you got a whole three year... I've basically, year. yeah, I've, I've, it, 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 uh, it renews on the 2nd of January and that lasts me up until nearly my 31st birthday. So there we go, cheap rail fares. But then you, then you can renew again, can't you? No, 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 that's it. Is that a bin liner or is okay, it a piece yeah. of tarpaulin? Yeah. I, thought, I, thought, I thought you could I've, do it to the day before and then because you bought it watched it. Well, I have, but I've done I've, it a, few, like, a couple of weeks before my 30th and it's a 30 rail card. Anyone else got any ticket news that's more interesting than that? Um, I was doing some shopping on the Wolves website and I had £5 on my season ticket. So I'm a winner. Oh, there you go. That's it. Oh, and they're, they're doing some quite good deals at the moment, aren't they? Club, uh, club <laughs> Funny story. Mm. The shirt I'm sat in right now, I bought this in the sale. It came last week. That and because I ordered Harry's baby stuff, I had about 20 quid off it because of the ticket cash you get from me. Oh, oh, so, yeah. so, You're fucking welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. There you go. Can I have the shirt off your back? Little bonus. <laughs> no, you paid for this, you two did. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> but I also, also got Can't a free really. football. A free Wolves football because they do. And to be fair, I would love to see you playing with that. (laughs) We can play with it. I'll bring it back. (laughs) And it's broken a window. Uh, Excellent. I don't think we've got anything else to talk about, have we? Uh, There's new retro stuff in the shop that's cool. The new retro range does look good. Oh, I was going to do bottle openers, wasn't I? Started making bottle (laughs) openers. Has it come to this? I'm just surrounded surrounded by bottle openers at the moment. Um, actually I offered to one to Dan's cousin and all he said to me was I hope you're paying tax I thought you hated capitalism and I thought what's the point in talking to any bailiffs like, about anything like what is the point if you're paying tax is that what you said straight but, away yeah I was like well yes 
Sam, we've all brought one off here. We should do. We've said this on the WhatsApp. Why don't we do like a giveaway? Give one. They are good. They are. I'm not just saying it because you've made Actually, them. Seb, Seb um, owes me. Work for free, Sam. Work for free. Let's <laughs> do a giveaway. No, but <laughs> if we've I all paid hard, for one, something will pay off eventually. I'll get massive no, but, you know, contract. Do a free giveaway on the on the socials. Yeah. Do a free giveaway on the yeah. socials. It promotes the pages and it promotes the actual bottle opener. It does, I've, and it's I've, made I've, from a, a renewable source. And it probably only breaches a couple of copyright and trademark. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's good. Exactly. I've, and I've, so far, I've paid for two and received none, so that's five stars. Yes. I've, I've paid pilot. for one and received <laughs> none. It comes with a Sam Cook guarantee, whereas if something goes wrong, you guarantee never to see me again. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll put the uh, the details out. I'm, to be honest, my house is full of uh, pieces of wood, and I would like to get rid of them. <laughs> And honestly, I've got PTSD <laughs> from it all. I close my eyes and I just see hexagons, and and that's literally all I see. You just see a long piece of wood. That's, yeah, and then I open them, and it's the same problem. Is it like blockbusters? Seb owes me fifteen pounds. He won't give it me. Yeah, I'll send, you'll never send see that. I sent a picture through to Seb. I said I'll, I'll deliver it tomorrow. Uh, just just for me the money. Read the message. No, just didn't see it. No, that's, it's probably, that's Seb all over. He's probably it's probably nice, it's nice that we're talking about Seb. So for the for the fans from Series One, actually, <laughs> <maybe> what we're <laughs> about from three years ago. Oh right, okay. Uh, we'll say goodbye to Harry Mansell. See you, everyone. Jack Williams. Tra. Did you have any difficulty opening that bottle you've got there, Jack? Because it's, it's a screw tap, mate. Screw. Uh, Budweiser's a screw. Yeah. Well, that's it's just going to push me out the market, isn't it? It's going to ruin <laughs> yeah. me. Screw caps. What you do? That's capitalism. Uh, and it's a goodbye from Dan Bayliss. A goodbye, Wolves fans. And a goodbye from me. Goodbye. The seventy-seven club. The Wolves podcast for the gold and black army. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.